Good afternoon. I'm Seth Goldberg. Syracuse men's lacrosse goalie Drake Porter was named the ACC's Defensive Player of the Week. He had 18 saves in the Orange's win this weekend against Army. The 18 saves are the most since John Galloway stopped 18 back in 2010. SU back in action Friday night against Hobart. Earlier today, senior IOC member Dick Pound said that if it proves too dangerous to hold the Olympics in Tokyo this summer because of the coronavirus, they are more likely to cancel the games altogether rather than move them elsewhere or postpone the event. Pound said there's likely a three-month window here to make that decision, so likely by the end of May. Tonight, we've got a double dip of coaches' shows with the John Desco Show at 7. Join Coach Desco and Brent Axe as they break down the big win for the Orange over Army this weekend. Later, it's the Coach Q Show live at Dave & Buster's in Destiny, USA. Join Quentin Hillsman and Brian Higgins for an hour of SU women's basketball talk starting live at 8 o'clock. It's all right here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. I'm Seth Goldberg. The Sportzilla Show starts now. The analysis you want without the interruptions, only on twitch.tv slash QSportsTalk. Subscribe now through your Amazon Prime account for free. Twitch.tv slash QSportsTalk. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is... The Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Because they came to who's house? Where'd you go to college? Syracuse? Syracuse? That's a basketball school. Rain man, good to go. Hey coach, how are you? I'm good, Rain, I'm good. Thanks for doing this today. No problem. I'll have an English muffin if you got one. What's that? No, go ahead. Wait, I'm ready. This is the Sportzilla Show. Here's Rain and Scoot. Rain and Scoot. Rain and Scoot. Best thing I read today. Syracuse.com, as of Thursday morning, is going to be suspending the comments section. Hallelujah. Ha ha! Kawhi ha. laugh! Insert Kawhi laugh here! Ha 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 Well, if you told me that, I mean, if you want to continue to do that, Scoop, I can oblige you with a Kawhi laugh if you can give me just two seconds. It's I just w- so sad that all the angry malcontents out there, 3,000 of them or however many out of the 4 million people that use the website... Can't spew their vitriol anymore. It is a small, tiny little echo chamber of a collective group of people. Of douchebaggery. Let me just say it. Oh, they just want to spew it. It's pretty funny. Jim Beheim won't mind uh, all of the negativity that's posted in there. Here's your Kawhi laugh. <laughs> we could talk about that for an hour, I but I suppose. Very, I didn't do a very good impersonation there. I suppose we won't. It's Fat Tuesday also. Mardi Gras is, is underway, so it's like throwing beads, and I think we all know what Mardi Gras is about. The Puchkis. There was a time in 2003 with uh, what is described as a pimp hat and a long trench coat and an NCAA championship trophy that Jim Beheim Walk down Bourbon Street, if you recall, when we won the national championship. I do not remember that. Yeah, that picture's got to be out there somewhere. And since we brought up the Heim, let's just remind everybody that he will be on the phone with us at about 3.30 as we get going here. Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. Q Sports Talk on Twitch.tv. We'll tell you a little bit about what's happening there in a few minutes. You can see our faces there. Nick Ailes is in studio with us today. But I just want to start with boxing, believe it or not. That's what I want to start with real quick, because this uh, this narrative put out there by Deontay Wilder's people that he lost because of the 45-pound costume that he wore into the ring. And they've triggered, by the way, there's going to be a third fight between him and Tyson Fury. 
But the 45-pound, whatever that was that he wore into the ring, the costume, was not the reason that he lost the fight. He pretty much got beaten up. That's basically what happened. And it was his first loss, and I understand he's emotional about it, and it doesn't feel good, but he lost the fight. He got beaten up by Tyson Fury. It was a TKO. He he didn't get knocked out by his costume. No. His outfit. No. That's not what happened at all. So just stop with that heaping load of nonsense. Can you imagine Prince, when he was alive, saying, you know, I did a rotten concert tonight because the costume I wore, the outfit I wore, it was... It was just too bulky and big, and I, I just I just didn't have my best performance. You know, if I didn't have to wear these shoulder pads, I might have played better in the football game. And, of course, now I'm thinking about Prince playing basketball and Charlie Murphy and, you know, Rick James. And- if I didn't have to wear the extra-large athletic supporter, it wouldn't have slowed me down while trying to beat out that bunt or whatever. I don't know, the ground ball into the hole at shortstop. We'll go with that. Nick Ailes, how are you? I'm. It is a wonderful day today, Rain Man. Please tell me why. It's, I'm just. It's a great day. I love it. Yesterday was excellent with the weather. Today is just a great day. I'm having a great day. Into the fifties in some places yesterday. It would have been an excellent day if the sun was. It's great, but it would have been excellent if we had sun again today. It would be excellent if we had sun today. Nick Ailes has something for us, Syracuse-related, by do. the way. When it's, we... it's not that special, but I think it's pretty funny. No, no, man. You're, when you're bringing stuff to the table, I appreciate I encourage that. You want to you help out Scoop and I? You want to accessorize the Sports Illa Show? We should have brought some food. I'm starving. On He's the got a whole day. series of Dick Pound jokes. Dick Pound. Dick Pound jokes. That, <laughs> that made Pound. us snicker when Seth Goldberg, hashtag Greenberg, gave us the Syracuse Dick Sports Pound. Center. It made me snicker again. But we're going to grow up, and since I brought up Syracuse and I threw in a reference to football, let me put this together with the NFL Combine. Everybody knows that's happening now because NFL is 24-7-365. There are four Syracuse players that are participating, and let me just grab those names. Kendall Coleman, Tristan Jackson, Sterling Hofter, and Alton Robinson. And I certainly hope uh, that they make their presence felt and they show and prove. But the the topic seems to be as well with Tua and say the last name. Uh, Tagovailoa. Uh, yeah, I have to get, I have to practice it again because I don't I don't have it. We only bring him up on the two days a week that Nick Ailes is in studio with us. Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. Am I pound? Is that Tagovailoa. right? Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. Pound is his name. Yeah. Tagovailoa. Dick Pound. Uh, Richard he's... Tua. Tagovailoa. Pound. Dick Pound is not part of the uh, NFL Combine process. I, I wish. Think. That would be oh, so many memes. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is. Joe Burrows is. But what did Pat Mahomes say about the Joe Burrows small hands? That's why he fumbles the ball nonsense that's going around. Well, Joe Burrow had tweeted, you know, because some of the nonsense around the Combine and some of the sort of rigid athletic specifications that they place on all these athletes. You've got to be this and you've got to be that in terms of your speed or your size or whatever. Joey Burrow tweeted yesterday that considering retirement after I was informed, the football will be slipping out of my tiny hands. Please keep me in your thoughts. (laughs) To which Patrick Mahomes responded, my small hands are doing all right so far. I believe in you. This is what Joe Burrow said about the hand size measurement nonsense. You know, these measurements, you can you can take so much from them. Um, if it's a glaring issue on film with turnovers, yeah, it's probably an issue. But, you know, I didn't have a lot of fumbles or anything like that. So I just tried to, you know, make a little joke out of it. 
He was able to keep his hands securely on the football. Fumbling was not an issue. Would Joe Burrow play for the Bengals? Because, of course, that narrative is out there. People are asking one way or another, why do we have to make stuff? He hasn't said, he didn't say anything like directly. It wasn't like he pulled an Eli Manning where he's like, I don't want to play for the Chargers. It wasn't like that. I mean, did I miss something, Scoop? No, I, I haven't heard anything like that approaching that. But we've got that narrative. Yeah, I'm not going to not play. Um, I'm a ball player. Whoever picks me, I'm going to go show up. What is it? The Cincinnati spaghetti? Isn't that what it is? The chili spaghetti. The chili spaghetti. Did you see the tweet I sent at you the other day about Mo Eggert? Yeah, he's an ESPN announcer you'll hear on the mothership from time to time out of the Cincinnati area. And I think he was following the Reds uh, somewhere, and they had chili spaghetti. He had a bag of the cheese. He had a bowl of it, but then he had a bag of the cheese, and he had a bag of the crackers. The oyster crackers. And he set it up on the table. He put a picture out on Twitter. It was pretty fantastic. I immediately thought of you. Because I'm like, we were just talking about that like six hours ago. That is a Cincinnati staple. And the beauty of a lot of those places like Gold Star Chili and Skyline Chili is that they're very often open late. So after you have gone out to the bar and have been drinking, it's great drunk food. Yeah, and sometimes you just gotta you just gotta eat something tasty and it doesn't matter. You pay the consequences after, but you don't care. You just don't care in the moment. But the Bills are chatting about Josh Norman. What do you think? Would you want Josh Norman if you're a Buffalo Bills fan? He's a good, sure. good football player, but then there's the periphery around that. I'm not sure. I think they've got a pretty good culture there. I think they have to mull that over. You know, uh, you, you want to have guys have a new lease on life. You know, you hope uh, they turn the corner to some degree on whatever issues they may have had in the past. Could be a, a good addition. I trust the coaching staff there and management there to make a good decision because I think they've made a lot of good ones of late. Talking a little NFL on the Combine here on the Sports Illa Show ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1 with breaking news. If you're a Yankees fan, Luis Severino, it is official. He will have to have Tommy John surgery. Oh, you will not see him back until probably August, maybe September of next season. 14 months minimum. Wow. I still think the Yankees are the cream of the crop. Nick Ailes is distraught right now. That does not make me happy, but I'm not going to go down this this rabbit hole. I'm not going to get sucked down into this. Nick, are you all right? Take a deep breath. I'm not. It's not bringing me down. Today is an excellent day. I will not let that news bring me down. There's nothing we can do about that. All right. Well, we'll, we'll discuss this in further. This is literally just breaking news. We'll get some more details if we have time by the end of the SportsZilla show. We'll talk about it. I'm sure Brent Axe will get us on the block and mention that. That's a, that's a big deal from his perspective as a Boston Red Sox fan. But we were talking about his bills. Maybe Josh Norman well, is a possibility. I'm yeah, sure and, he'll go there. And, and what does Josh have left in the tank is probably most important of all. Yeah, he he's a little bit older now, yeah. and yeah, past his prime, I think what's it's fair the, to say. What's the price tag for those abilities at this point? And, you know? and even as a Giants fan, let me just take a step back and look at the Buffalo Bills and tell you something. It's pretty obvious there is a good thing happening right now. There's a good football team. Build on it, accentuate what you have, add some pieces. A good young quarterback now going into his third season the Bills, I expect to be a decent football team for the time being. And you know what? We still don't know what's going to happen with Tom Brady. Tom Brady, removing him from the situation in New England, opens up, opens it up. It just opens up that whole division. Okay, but if they do keep Tom Brady, 
what else are they going to give him to work with? Well, that's true. That, that's another part of the issue in that division is the Bills are ascendant, and I, I, the Patriots are going the other way. Let's be honest. I mean, they, they've been up there for so long. And was he 42 years old now? Yeah, Father Time catches up to everybody. But what what did the reporter in Cleveland say about Baker Mayfield that caught your attention that you were telling me about just before we went on the air? Well, uh, he was talking uh, somewhere to, to the press, and he was complaining about Baker Mayfield needing to grow up. And then apparently within just a very short time of making that statement, he's caught on a life uh, on a live mic saying a calling Baker Mayfield a, a a blanking midget, which probably wasn't the most grown up thing that a guy accusing another guy needing to grow up could have said. Yeah, that's a slightly politically incorrect and it, thing to get caught on a live mic saying it, that's terrible. It also underscores Tony Grossi's not well liked by a lot of people in Cleveland, and we've talked about this before. He, he's an interesting read. He gets news, but he's had any number of battles with different people in different organizations there. And what that whole exchange tells me is there's a clash of egos going on there. And his is one of them. He can act like he's just this guy reporting on the team, but he got an ego too. All right. Baker Mayfield's ego is pretty much on display, but he's somewhat adorable and lovable uh, in, in exuding that ego. Whereas Tony is kind of the bully pulpit guy. You know, I'm in my bully pulpit and I'm calling you out and I got this gotcha on you and this gotcha on you over there. And I don't know, the, the one existence, uh, that doesn't sound like a great existence to me. I, I, I think I'd rather be Baker Mayfield. So he's a little Phil Mushnick-esque, Phil Mushnicky, if you know that guy uh, from the New York Post. That's probably uh, a, a decent comparison, yeah. All right, as we talk about NFL, let me just wrap up our first segment of the SportsZilla Show with Shefty Adam Schefter. Uh, one other piece of news in the NFL has been what's going to happen with the CBA, with the collective bargaining agreement. And as it stands now, uh, well, we're waiting to see what happens. I mean, there's all sorts of speculation, but here's the bottom line. The NFL wants to get this done. The NFL has tried to structure it so that the players would say yes to this. The two sides have spent 10 months negotiating this. The NFLPA board who negotiated this thought this was a good deal to bring to its executive board. Okay, so there's been a lot of work that's been done over 10 months to try to get to this point. The players, and they're right, have a concern about that 17th game. The NFL's tried to come up with ways to alleviate that. And tonight, the two sides will sit across from each other, and the owners will have to explain and justify to the executive board why they believe 17 games in the regular season is a good idea, and either they'll believe it and take it, or they won't. That's up to them. There you have it. Tom Brady, somebody that we brought up uh, just a second ago, wrote a fantastic Instagram post uh, that I highly recommend you read having to do with Kobe Bryant. And, of course, his memorial was yesterday. That's a subject we will take up next on the SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Saturday, join us for the Pathfinder Bank Fan Fest. It's Shaughnessy's Pub in the Marriott Syracuse downtown. The action starts at 2 with the pregame show, then at 4 
Stick around for the twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk Watch Party, followed immediately after by a post-game show. All of this hosted by Syracuse legends Trevor Cooney, Roosevelt Bowie, and Eric Devendorf. The Pathfinder Bank Fan Fest at Shaughnessy's Pub in the Marriott Syracuse downtown from ESPN Radio Syracuse. So all over the TV, all the coverage within the last 12 to 24 hours, the Kobe coverage, just heartbreaking to have to see Vanessa get up there and do that. Uh, I, I can't even imagine how difficult this time and that yesterday has been for her. And just really, just a, a virtual who's who of the basketball world in attendance. I know I saw Kyrie Irving. I saw Dwayne Wade. I saw, well, gosh, obviously Shaq and Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Jerry West. Uh, who am I leaving out? Gosh. Uh, well, just music. Steph Curry. I, I saw J-Lo there. I thought I saw J-Lo in the crowd. Just musically, too. Alicia Keys, Beyonce, Christina Aguilera all performed uh, didn't see LeBron on camera. I don't know if he was there or not. I, I didn't either, but, you know, I know this is tough for him and, and a lot of guys. And, uh, you know, maybe he decided to stay away. I don't know. He, he He's the kind of guy that would decide maybe to stay away and not be a distraction. There was so many just enormous, iconic figures and names within the game of basketball paying tribute to him. It was it was. I watched the entire thing on the replay last night. It was overwhelming. It's it's too hard for me to watch. To your point, though, about Vanessa Bryant standing there in front of the world and allowing the world to just allowing the Lakers organization and the fans to experience that memorial. That is not something that she had to do. She had to agree to all of that and to be willing to sit there. Most people don't have the world watching them mourn their child, their husband, uh, friends, extended friends and family. uh, Obviously, people that in their personal life were part of it with, you know, Gigi playing basketball. But Doris Burke had some comments on seeing that same thing, watching Vanessa Bryant. I think it was overwhelming for a lot of people. Well, anybody that's human to watch. How about the strength of Vanessa Bryant to be speaking? I am the mother of a daughter who will be married in September and and I will walk her down the aisle and like the idea when she said he'll never be able to say, walk his beautiful daughter I can't I can't even you guys it's yep. the one part speaking as a mom that I I just lost it I was like oh, I, I cannot believe the strength of this woman to stand up and talk about this I I was blown away. Yeah, any any parent, any human would would understand that. Though Doris went on to say how impactful it was, Michael Jordan's words. You know, and, and I think in a sense, without directly saying it, he said, "Stop, stop with the comparisons." Kobe w- was one of the all time greats. Just stop with the comparisons, and he became a little brother to him. An, an annoyance, which it was, he brought. It's weird how, you know, he was in tears, but he brought some levity to the situation. Shaquille O'Neal did that in such a an emotional, emotional afternoon, yet they were able to laugh. And I think that you have to encompass all of those emotions when you're dealing with a tragic situation like this. But here's what she said. We've seen Michael Jordan have so many moments. And I remember watching his Hall of Fame speech and at times thinking, oh, gosh, where is he going? Uh, but on this one, he was absolutely perfect. And to see somebody of his stature that that moved 
was really striking to me. It was it, it hit everybody, and and then of course that moment of levity that everybody's been talking about. Scoop uh, making reference to the crying meme. I, I mean, this it really it just it just lightened things for a few minutes. It gave everybody a breath. I felt like you could feel that you could almost feel the energy through the TV watching this in the in the entire Staples Center. It was kind of a remarkable moment. Now he's got me. I'll have to look at another crying meme for the next. I told my wife I wasn't going to do this because I didn't want to see that for the next three or four years. <laughs> that is what Kobe Bryant does to me. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it, I, it's tough to find the words. It was one of those things where it's heartbreaking. For two hours, I, I sat last night and when they read it, I couldn't watch it. Just I, the little clips of Vanessa were just, it just destroyed me. I and I can't do that to myself. And when I and I started to when I was watching it at, at different points, I wanted to get. Uh, I knew it was commercial free. You know, I was almost begging at different points for there to be a commercial within the broadcast, but they did not interrupt it at all. I find my I found myself wanting to just walk out of the room for a minute, but then I also was compelled to watch it, and, and I'm not sure why, but I just felt once once I started, I I couldn't. I couldn't leave it there. I, I just I had to absorb the emotion of it, and it was it, it was incredible to to, to watch to witness it, the strength of Vanessa Bryant and her family, and, and so many people that cared about Kobe and that he cared about go up there in front of the world. I mean, it, it's a very rare thing that we experience as just as sports fans, as humans. Not many people are are given that tribute or that in-memoriam type of ceremony scoop. Yeah, it's hard for me to remember anything like this. I mean, certainly, you know, Roberto Clemente, when he passed, meant a lot to a lot of people. Uh, but he didn't, he wasn't the the cultural icon in the United States of America that he wasn't in, in Puerto Rico. And, you know, we... Or even internationally, like just, Kobe was. In the, on the mainland here, I don't think we have... a. a, a a sense of Puerto Rico, even though they're a part of our country, you know, but it was just such a, a powerful ceremony and what have you. There's a great piece at ESPN.com about sort of the timeline when the Lakers found out after leaving that morning from Philadelphia, after LeBron had broken Kobe's record and how their phones start to lie up, light up on, and the news starts to spread that maybe Kobe has passed away and the disbelief. I mean, and I think we all kind of went through that. I, I remember that day hearing that news going, no, nah, it can't be true. You know, Anthony Davis talks about they're telling him Kobe's dead. And he's like, Kobe, who Kobe, who? Because he didn't believe it could possibly be Kobe Bryant and LeBron James reacting on the plane saying, stop playing with me. Don't play with me. And then eventually leading the team in sort of an impromptu prayer on the plane on their way back to L.A. after learning this horrible news. The piece that you're referring to up on ESPN.com written by Dave McMenamin, and I actually have some of his words as he had covered the memorial yesterday also. Uh, this is what he said about just the amount of talent in the building paying tribute to Kobe Bean Bryant. To see the collection of talent, and it wasn't just male basketball players it right. was some of the best women basketball players ever to live and then it wasn't just 
basketball the world player. of sports. Right, right. You had J-Lo there, and you had Alicia Keys, and you had Beyonce, and you had Kanye West. It showed the impact that one person can have if they just follow their northern star and follow their passion. Uh, one more comment from Dave McMenamin. Not sure if LeBron was there. Didn't see him on camera. Catch up with LeBron and just touch base and see how he Hang on. Catch up with LeBron and just... Having an audio glitch? The first road game the Lakers played in Sacramento after they got back to playing after the tragedy. I got a chance to kind of just catch up with LeBron and just touch base and see how he was doing. And he told me in that moment that it was the toughest week of his life. And so me knowing that, it wouldn't surprise me if he made a decision similar to yours to say, you know what, of course, I'm devastated. Of course, I respect Kobe Bryant. I respect his family. I respect the Lakers. For me to be the best I can be for everybody else, maybe not be involved with that today. A couple, uh, one last thought on that. I I mentioned it earlier. Tom Brady wrote uh, some words about this, about Kobe on Instagram. So you were telling me about this and I I looked it up and I just got the picture for it. I'm going to, yeah, I've 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 actually got it and uh, I I had ran out of the studio during the last break to print it. I've got to go back and get that. I've got a nice printout. We'll share that. I'm, we're not going to read it to you, but I highly recommend it if even if you're not on Instagram, find somebody that is and read what he said because he really encapsulates I think how everybody's been feeling since Kobe's tragic passing with, of course, well, nine total people on that helicopter. Going to come back, talk to Jim Beheim. They got a game tomorrow against Pittsburgh, and I'm sure some thoughts on the subject. We were just talking about the Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. So, Scoop, uh, when they face Pittsburgh tomorrow, starting guards Xavier Johnson and Trey McGowans, over the last four games, they have not shot well. About 26% from the floor, that's about one out of four. That's terrible, 22% three-point range. I hope they continue that. They've been on a four-game losing streak. Jeff Capel's their coach. I think this is a very winnable game for Dacuse, who, by the way, is in the 96th percentile in their transition game. A lot of fast break points this past Saturday against the Yellow Jackets. Let's just keep doing those things that are positive. Let's hope for uh, hope for Syracuse that overall they start shooting the three a little bit better. I think those will be keys. And then continue a lot of the things they did in the second half against Georgia Tech. And they're going to be all right. A little more Marek the way that he was playing. A little more Barama Sidibe yeah. staying out of foul trouble. We're good to go. Hey, I was going to mention Barama like, because in Jim's post-game remarks, you know, he talked about what that really gives to the team, you know, the contribution. And then we talked to Jerry yesterday, and Jerry was like, you know, he can do that. He could even do a little more, you know. So I, I think part of it is him growing into the role that they envision for him and him being able to realize what they think is his potential. If you missed our interview with GMAC with Jerry McNamara yesterday, uh, Sportzilla Show, just find an Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, at ESPN, Syracuse, and Twitter. You'll see a link there to the podcast. Give it a listen. Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. We're just a couple minutes away from having Jim Beheim on the air with a scoop, and I had spoken to him a little earlier today. We will share that with you. But Nick Ailes is in studio with us. You can see his yeah. smiling, happy, excellent day of a face. Q Sports Talk on Twitch.tv. You had a question you wanted to pose about Syracuse that you brought in. I did. I'm glad you brought up my face because it sounds weird. (laughs) Just roll with me. Um, (laughs) The other day, a buddy of mine had good seats for the Cuse game. Mm -hmm. And he he brought a friend of his. And they both say that I look like Marek Dolege. 
You're t- yeah, you're lean and, and I, thin. And- I don't see it, but yeah, no, 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 enough that you could be like his brother. I don't know. I would like. I don't mind the comparisons. I'd love to be a Division One college basketball star. We're, I'm going to take a picture of Marek's, uh, like like a selfie, a face picture there, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and you put them side by side. We'll use the Instagram layout. We'll put it in the Twitter feed. All right, out on social media, see if we can get a people to agree or disagree. Yeah, is that so, a deal? Uh, sure. I mean, I don't really have a choice. If but... they if if they say yes, I just want you to know from now on we're calling you Marek. Nick Dolajai. Oh. Nick Dolajai. Yeah, Nick Dolajai. All right, that, that's a that's a poll at at ESPN. Yeah, on, on Twitter, I think at ESPN Sportszilla, that's going to have to happen. You, you, you can be Dolly. We'll we'll call you Dolly, Dolly sometimes Dooley. or Jai, Jai. Do- we're going to go with Dolly. No, it's my name, Jai. Shaka. Jai. No shock. You don't get to pick your nickname. I would like to have at least a say in it. I call this guy the Heim. Every every nickname I've ever had, I never had. Hmm. Uh, a say in it. The, the neighborhood gave it to me. That's kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> I call this guy the Heim, and I've even told him before. Scoop and I talked to Jim Beheim a little earlier today. Jim, I watched the replay last night. I was able to watch it yesterday during the afternoon, but the Kobe Bryant Memorial obviously was on. It was a couple hours long. It was very moving, and one of the things that I took away from listening to everybody emote about him was gratitude. So I wanted to say to you as we get started, I am grateful that you've spent a better part of two decades talking to me about Syracuse basketball, something that's near and dear to me. And I was wondering well, if you watched it. Yeah, I did watch it. Thank you, too, for that. But, uh, yeah, I watched it late last night. It was a, one of the best tributes you could ever do. I think it was perfectly done. The speakers were incredible, uh, particularly the Oregon women's basketball star, um, uh, she was, uh, unbelievable speech. One of the best I've ever heard. And they were all good. All the speakers were good. Uh, but she stood out to me and, uh, the, the whole show was so well done. And, you know, when you have a, um, a guy like Kobe Bryant, he sets a uh, different standard from what anybody else. Uh, the Los Angeles, uh, he owned and still owns Los Angeles and always will because he came there as a 17-year-old kid and he played there for 20 years and won championships and showed people how to play the game the right way, all people. And uh, was great off the court with his family. He was also a great business guy. He would have done he already started to do unbelievable things in business, but he would have done more. Very smart. Kobe Bryant's a very smart guy. One of the smartest guys I've been around. One of the most intense and most focused guys that I've ever seen in terms of what he, how he attacked everything. Uh, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant are the two guys that uh, stand out in that way to me. Uh, but he touched everybody, I think, because of how... How he how hard he played the game of basketball, and uh, how kind of person he was with his family. I think those things stand out to people. Uh, everybody's human. Everybody makes mistakes, as Kobe did. But that's no, that's what we do. That's what humans do. Uh, but I'll always remember his determination to play every play. A lot of people 
say that, but uh, there aren't many, if any, that do play every play, every day, every play. Uh, we all aspire to that, but we really know that we don't. Kobe Bryant did. Coach, last week we got to speak with someone who mentioned Julie as being a great help and a friend, and that would be Tiana Manga Kahia. And yesterday we get the news that she's able to return to the court. Some great news. And if you would, share your thoughts on that and Tiana. Well, she's a great girl. You know, she's been at our house a few times. She's been out with us. We've seen her and talked to her a lot. I see her at practices. I see her in the Mellow Center a lot. Uh, Watched her work out. She's a fierce competitor. Uh, I, I believe she'll come back stronger than ever. Uh, after this setback, uh, but she's just a great girl, really great girl, great player, and uh, uh, she's a good lesson for all of us to 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 pay attention to and how you go through things. You're, you're going to get adversity. We all do. This is very serious adversity, and uh, she just went through it every day. Uh, she would have treatments and be in the mellow center the next day and just, you know, nothing stopped this girl. And uh, so it's been, uh, it's been a, a privilege to, to watch her go through this, and uh, I can't wait to see her get back out on the court next year. Jim Beheim with Rain and Scoop here. Got a couple quick questions about the team, but I did want to ask you something that I asked Jerry yesterday. Carmelo jab-stepped Zion, and he's gotten a lot of hype. He's going to be a tremendous player. Uh, But he did that the other night, and I wonder if you saw the highlight of that. Jerry said that he did, and it was nice to see the old-school guy showing the rook how it's done. And then he turned around, and he put 32 on Detroit. Once again, I I marvel at the negative narrative about Carmelo Anthony. Well, I think that's gone away pretty much, unless, you know, so there's always negative. You understand that. Yeah, yeah, be perfect, yeah. and it's going to be negative. But he's been great. I watched the Detroit game. Yeah, I watched some of the Pelican game. I watched a lot of the Detroit game the other night, and he's playing great. He's playing really good. You know, he's not forcing things. He's taking his opportunities. He's deferring to the two guards. And, you know, there are three games out of the playoffs, but if, you know, Lillard's been out, if they can get him back, I think they'll make a push down the stretch to get in the playoffs. Uh, but he's, by any measure, he's played really well. And I'm really happy for him. You're coming off a great second half. Talk about what you're going to try and take into Pittsburgh to get a win. Well, you know, we've played pretty good basketball, uh, even through the losses, except for Louisville. We had a, a tough night against a great team. But other than that, we've played really well. We're getting better as a team. Uh, the second half was easily the best offensive game that, that we've had in a long time this year. And uh, I think it shows what we're capable of. Uh, Pittsburgh's tough. They beat Florida State at home, so we know they're tough. Uh, we need to just play one game at a time, see what happens. That's, that's what we're going to do. This team's been very resilient. They could have struggled. We easily could have lost to Wake Forest and Georgia Tech and been under 500 already. So this team is doing what they can to get better, and uh, it's a young team. But I'm really proud of what they've done. The fans have been great. I mean, we're having a great attendance here, and the fans have been great every game. Uh, We haven't played as well as I'd like, but the fans have been great every single game, and we're going to try to finish strong for them. 
Always great to have a few minutes of time from the Heim. Jim Beheim, nice enough to join us on Tuesdays here on the Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, ESPN Radio, ninety-seven point seven and one hundred point one. Back after the break to mourn the Tommy John surgery of Luis Severino, further bring down our buddy Nick L's day, and the trade deadline affected the Syracuse Crunch. We want to throw that at you, too. It's all next. $70 off any four Michelin tires right now. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Join Seth Goldberg and Danny Shays prior to all SU basketball games the remainder of the season. This week, of course, Pittsburgh tomorrow. Catch the Burdick Ford and Burdick Toyota basketball pregame show right here. So the Syracuse Crunch had acquired from Florida, the Florida organization, Anthony Greco uh, for Danik Martell. And that lasted three games, and he was included in a trade with, uh, it looks like uh, Tampa Bay included Anthony Greco in a swap with San Jose that brought back Barkley Goodrow. So there's been a lot of moving parts. Yesterday was the trade deadline for the NHL. It affects the AHL. Syracuse also did receive back from the Lightning Mitchell Stevens and Cameron Gaunts. Of note, though, with the crunch, they've earned uh, points in nine of their last ten games. They've moved up into fourth place. They struggled for a while. That is, if the season stopped right now, the fourth and final playoff spot in the North Division. Nineteen games left in the regular season. We're now under 20 games left in the regular season. Let that sink in. Where does the time go? Consider, though, third place Utica. Five games with Utica between now and the end of the year. So... That's going to determine your playoff position. Are you in? Are you out? Galaxy Cup that's, brought to you by Demonico's Italian Steakhouse. Yeah, that's ten points in the, in the interdivision games. Are they consider them the four point games? Galaxy Cup that threw a throwdown, man. It's going to be ridiculous to close out the season. It's going to be some good hockey. It is officially playoff season. If you're a hockey fan, the Crunch had beaten the Monsters and lost to the Phantoms in their last couple, and obviously you get all the games right here. But yes. Before we close things out in a couple minutes and get you on the block with Brent Axe here on the SportsZilla Show, we do have to uh, we have to help Nick. We've ruined his day. Nick Ailes is in studio with Rain and Scoop. I don't know why I keep saying we. And it's been all you. And it's my fault. It's all you. It's uh, Dude, I, I, I got a missus and I got kids. It's always my fault. You're clearly a single dude. There's no doubt. You don't have well, somebody you got to answer to. I was going on a date tonight, and then I was really happy about it. And then you just... I don't know. Am I going to get trolled on Twitter later? Thanks for ruining my date with Nick Ailes. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to cancel. <laughs> Yankees I'm have to cancel this date because I'm I'm super depressed. This is going to cheer you up though. The Yankees just uh, just wrapped up a spring training exhibition victory over the Blue Jays four to one. However, we get the news that yeah, Luis Severino is done. Tommy John surgery, but of no, and just put out on ESPN. You do realize they've got some depth. I mean, you had talked about some of the Clark Schmitz and the guys like that, and mm-hmm. Jordan Montgomery's that are yeah. going to get opportunities. Hey, it's a good thing they didn't trade Jay Happ after all, mm-hmm. and he actually looked good in his first start. Garrett Cole looked hit ninety eight yesterday on the gun in his one inning. Yeah, he was uh, was pretty good. Um, that's exciting, but uh, blows definitely a blow, and uh, this one hurts. What about uh, what about Miguel Andahar, Miggy? Uh, by the way, Mickey two bags. Detroit Detroit Tigers fans thinking that Miguel Andahar owns the Miggy nickname. It, I saw that on Twitter. I got sucked into a rabbit hole with that scoop. It's nonsense. Like they get upset about this. We can call Miguel Andahar Miggy. He's our Miggy, right? He's Miggy two bags. He's playing three. He's playing three positions: third base, left field, and first base, and some DH. Because if he hits like he did before he got hurt and missed last season. I mean, this just adds to a ridiculous lineup. Are you excited about that? I mean, I I hope 
I hope he can come back. He looked pretty good yesterday in three at-bats. Do you think, he hit a home run. Yeah. Do you think that they have enough starting pitching with the bullpen that we already know is going to be good to to maintain? Are they as favored as they were? I mean, for example, they're expected to be 15 games based on analytics, 15 games clear of the Red Sox in the AL East. I think they're going to have to make at least one move for an established pitcher, maybe a back-of-the-rotation guy, a four or five. As they gra- kind of graduate yeah. some of these young guys, transition yeah. them from the AAA to uh, majors. A name, I mean, maybe not him exactly, but a, a Mike Fires type. He, uh, he would definitely be um, welcome. Okay, sounds good to me. Scoop, you got any last words in five seconds? Uh, I like the Astros fans who are now selling Hate Us t-shirts with the Astros logo as the H. That's fantastic. You're on the block next with Brett X. Sports Illustrated show back tomorrow at 3 ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1.